Hello and welcome back to the Main Course Podcast, episode 21. I'm your host, Jake Stanley, and today I'm joined by Dakota Edgar. Yo, yo. For anyone tuning in for the first time or watching this live right now on Twitch, this is a podcast about music, industry news, uh, and general topics that might impact independent artists, uh, which we're going to dive into a little bit today. Uh, we drop these once a week, every Thursday, and we're streaming these every Tuesday at the moment. So if you enjoy yourself, uh, make sure you stick around, you know, give us a follow, subscribe on your favorite podcast service, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. On this episode, we're going to talk about um, the Cobalt Sony acquisition, or the Sony Cobalt acquisition, really. Uh, massive news. Uh, we've got, you know, big new releases from Mad Lib, um, from Lil Durk, etc. So really excited to dive into it. Um, you know, if this is your first time live streaming these episodes, make sure you give us a follow here on Twitch at Stick Worldwide. Um, and yeah, on that note, Dakota, you want to dive into it? Yeah, let's do it. So first project I wanted to talk a little bit about was you mentioned it before, but the voice deluxe Lil Durk. Uh, so, you know, 12 new songs. So almost basically like a full new project, but, you know, very, very lockstep with, with kind of what everything, you know, from, from the original was, uh, I really like finesse out the gangway, uh, when I'm lonely, uh, Kanye crazy and the Kanye crazy video. I mean, yeah. was just so awesome. Um, basically just recreating like all the old Kanye West videos slash viral moments uh, from, I mean, geez, probably like the last decade, right? Like starts out with the runaway video. It hits, uh, you know, him on the bound to bike. Uh, yeah. It's got him in the, in the MAGA hat, you know, going off on sway, taking the, you know, taking the, the stage from so Taylor funny. Swift this Taylor yeah. Swift one too. That girl, like the girl, like kind of looks like Taylor Swift, but it's also just like, you know, very blatantly, like she doesn't look that much like Taylor Swift. And then uh, yeah. one of my favorite ones too, is him in like the, uh, the Sunday service session at the end. It's just like very clear that Lil Dirk does not know how to play the keyboard or the piano, like at all whatsoever, <laughs> just like him, like, you know, kind of bobbing up and down over the, the over the keyboard, just like, man, he definitely does not play that instrument, but uh, definitely enjoy the video um, and and the deluxe overall. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You, what were your thoughts? Well, first off on the video, I feel like it's the first time in a while that I feel like I've seen Cole Bennett. Like it really feels like they're having fun with the video. You know what I mean? Which I really appreciate. Um, Cause I feel like that's what was great about the early ones, especially from Cole, right. Is it's kind of a sense of like, you know, doing it from the ground up, making it up as you go a little bit. And this one really feels that way. Right. It's not all perfect. Right. It's not like this million dollar Eminem music video. Right. It's, you know, it's a little bit more practical effects, a little bit more things that they had to kind of, you know, tweak a little bit to get them to work, but I think they crushed the execution. And I mean, I think the video eclipses the song by a pretty substantial margin. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, for sure. and as far as the project goes, you know what I mean? I appreciate it's crazy because he's going to do like 70,000 sales with this album, which I think almost does the original release. And, you know, I think a big piece of that's obviously removing yourself from 2020, right? I mean, the King Von passing soon, like right after, was that right before the release of the album? Yeah. Um, just all of that controversy, right? Being away from that <laughs> new year. Um, glad to see Lil Dirk's getting a little bit more of the attention that it felt like was on his way after the, uh, the Drake, you know, cosign. So all good stuff there. For sure. Uh, another good release that I've been listening to a decent amount too is uh, the new Rich the Kid album, or I guess EP. Yeah. It's only seven songs called Lucky Seven. Um, 
songs I like off there. I I, I do like majority of it. Uh, Split, uh, Boom Boom with uh, Lil Mosey, Nasty, which has Flo Millie, Mulatto, and Ruby Rose. But then I think my favorite song is Laughing with uh, DaBaby. Um, just really DaBaby. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, this song. Honestly, it was. Um, it's it's a. I mean, it's a good baby verse. Like I feel like. I don't know. It just feels a lot more uh, kind of in line with, I don't know, just like, I don't, it's, it's not like forced, you know, like I feel like a lot of his yeah. stuff is kind of, especially lately, like he just, and and that's, this is, it's hard too. Like when you put out like that much content and he is kind yeah, of just a is. ridiculous dude, like it's, it just, sometimes it feels like really forced. I mean, it, it definitely felt just like a, a very natural um, collab between the two of them. So I, I I enjoyed that for sure. Um, does it does it feel like Rich the Kid's kind of like finally out from under the Migos' shadow? You know what I mean, I feel like for the for the longest time it's felt like he's the B team. You know, I mean, P way long, what Pee Wee long way, yeah. right? Like, not really, because I mean, he still has that two plus <laughs> song with Quavo and uh, Takeoff on it. Like okay. that's the last song. Which I mean, that song came out. That was. Phew, that was like early Sometime last year, year or maybe like late last summer. Yeah. I don't know. That song's been out for a minute. Um, so yeah, it's funny you bring that up because no, like that song is still on there. Um, but still, I mean, quick listen, uh, definitely enjoyed it. And then the other thing that was kind of cool to me, uh, project wise that dropped last week. And obviously this is old, but uh, party next doors, colors, uh, mixtape now on streaming services. Um just or uh just know is definitely my favorite song off the project the one that has yeah. travis scott just like kind of at the uh, end <laughs> um and then peace of mind and rendezvous are probably my other two favorites but the funny thing off off this like and i didn't even probably realize it at the time like the first time i listened to this but he's got a song in here with cash out which like yeah i was like wow i haven't seen that name in so <laughs> fucking long like condo so long. on my wrist or what that's yeah. I mean, uh, the song is called "Don't Worry," but yeah, I don't know. But the I definitely can't out. imagine. Is he the one with yeah. condo on got my a condo wrist? on my wrist? Go, yeah, yeah I'm okay. cashing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right around with that Nina. <laughs> wow, that is crazy. I have yeah. I was just like, wow. I haven't heard that name in forever. Um, but I think this initially came out in like 2016 or something like that. So it would have been yeah. That makes sense still and still a bit off of when that song dropped i feel like that was like we were in that was like like high school like 2013 yeah it was high school school. i feel like it was definitely before party next door was like a a household name i mean yeah for sure if you could argue he's a household name now i suppose right um but uh no yeah listen to that too it's cool um you know i'm so hit or miss in party next door in general i like there's some songs especially when he like channels kind of his like inner future you know what I mean? That I really like, right? And he could be writing this future song for all I know. But um, but some of the ones where it's like way more on the R&B side, I simply cannot. I just can't do them. Can't do um, it. It's a little too soft for me, you know? That's fair. Especially to, I mean, I feel like a lot of times he drops projects that are so long too. And it's just like yes. 18 songs of super slow R&B is, is a lot to work through. <laughs> what was the last actual album he dropped? um pnd3 like the full length well yeah no no it was a party party mobile oh which right, right. was was like that also 2019 yeah. that was okay 15 yeah. songs um 
Because like they, he had the party pack thing, but that was party that was also old, old stuff. Yeah, yeah, party mobile. Right, <laughs> and yeah, before that, it was wow, the PT seven PT days was which so was long ago. Long time ago. Yeah. Wow, <clears throat> that's crazy. I I hope he's just like stacking OVO checks. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, I don't know what he's doing wherever he is, but uh, I hope he's doing all right. I think didn't he get arrested on some? Uh, he just like got pulled over at a traffic stop and had a bunch of blow on him or something, right? Back in, oh, I didn't. Hear, I don't I think know. Like back around 2016, uh, and then after that, he kind of left LA for a while. Oh, so. oh, you mean like way back then? Well, I mean, last time we were talking about party next door. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, so I hope he's doing better like now. I feel like he's doing all right for himself. Yeah, he's definitely got mad future money coming in. That, yeah. Oh, songwriting, really, right? I think he even wrote one of those um, that Jay Z Beyonce song. That was on um, the DJ Khaled album, like two albums ago. Two, I remember he had songwriting credits on that one too. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely all in the studio. Yeah, so Sam Solo Sam in the chat brings up that uh, Party Next Door just had a hit with Rihanna. Um, I don't know if I'd go as far as to call that a hit, but it was definitely a, a decent. That's the, that was a uh, right? Party Mobile. Yeah, Party Mobile, yeah, which is 2019, 2020, actually. 2020. But. It was, I think it was early 2020. Yeah. Definitely not a hit, but definitely, I mean, gained some traction. I don't know if I'd go as far as to call it a hit either. So what do you th- yeah, what do you think that charted at? Uh, dude, I'd be, I'd be surprised peaked, if Brock um, broke top 40. I think it peaked, well, let's find out here. I believe it peaked at uh, 23. All right, well, shows what I know. Dude, 12 on, so Sam says it peaked at 12, but I'd like to bring up that's 12 on the hot R&B hip hop billboard, which no one, no one looks at. All that matters is the Hot 100. <laughs> hot 100 is what we're trying to penetrate. Plus, I mean, party next door Rihanna, like I almost don't think we should be putting that on the, on the hip hop <laughs> on the hip-hop chart. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> uh, speaking of probably not huge commercial successes, uh, I listened to the Madlib album a bunch this week, uh, Sound Ancestors, which is really tight. Um, has this really like cool like neo soul sounds throughout it. Um, a lot of crazy samples. It's actually a collab between Madlib and Fortet, which I feel like wasn't pub- publicized very well anywhere. But yeah. the more I read about it, the more it's like all you know. It was a, just a whole collaboration, remote collaboration of the last two two years or so between the two of them. So um, yeah, same. And so Sam wants to bring up one more time that Party Next Door wrote work, which it's fine, but that's not that recent. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the standouts for Madlib for me are ultimately Road of the Lonely Ones, which I really like. I think it's probably my favorite song on the whole project. It has a really cool vocal sample. Um, and yeah, just overall kind of exudes a lot of the, uh, you can feel the Madlib influence here, right? It has the hip hop uh, percussion, everything there. And the other one for me is Chino, uh, which is similar. Uh, there's a couple other good tracks on there. There's a Dilla. Um, yeah, Adilla, the two for uh, two. Two for yeah. two, yep. I was going to say um, that was one of my favorite ones. So uh, definitely recommend checking this out if you're kind of looking for like good music to you know uh, work to. Like if you're just like crunching numbers in a spreadsheet or something, it's very good music for that. Um, you know, just a good instrumental album overall. Um, the other main album I've been bumping this week is the new Bones album. He's an artist signed to, or really the front man, I feel like, for Team Sesh. Um, you know, we've talked about Xavier Wolf a decent amount on here as well. Uh, but his new project, Burden, dropped this week. 
And so just like kind of, I didn't even realize it was coming out initially. Uh, Cause I just feel like I'm not that tapped into the teen sesh scene, uh, you know, since I left LA, but I saw Spotify tweeted it out actually. And it became this big controversy uh, on, on Twitter because a lot of people were calling Spotify out for like only promoting like hip hop albums. They, they kept referring to bones as mainstream hip hop. And I think the team sesh fans were like so angry about it. <laughs> They're like, he's not mainstream. Like, you know, this is, this is indie hip hop, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was a really fun thread to read. Um, but the album is really good. <laughs> I had to definitely give it to bones there. Um, so the second song is called Brimstone featuring Xavier Wolf. Definitely a standout track if you're looking for just like, you know, underground hip hop, um, you know, Memphis <clears throat> got the, the high hats, everything's there. Um, he's got some more kind of down tempo songs that I really like. So want to see my knife collection, questionable name, but uh, really cool super, song. Super questionable name. <laughs> Definitely more like R&B focused. Um, Aluminum, really tight song. Waiting Game, another one of those kind of like pop R&B influenced songs. And then um, probably the most questionable title of them all, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead is a heater. Um, just absolute banger. I think it's featuring uh, Eddie Baker. Not familiar with his work, but crushes his verse. Big fan of that song. So definitely recommend this album. You know, <clears> if you're into that kind of underground LA Southern hip hop scene, um, lot here to listen to. Yeah. Um, and just a, couple, a piece of advice. I think, uh, if, if, you know, someone asks you if you want to see their knife collection, maybe just say no. Yeah. Based off that song, you don't want to find out. Um, <laughs> the other track. So we got put onto this dude. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Versace or Versace, uh, referencing the Kanye verse but uh via our homie fonso who's in our discord <clears throat> um so yeah all i need really tight it's kind of like almost like an indie pop song it's got like uh kind of four four drums guitar some of versace's other stuff you know was a lot more kind of like r&b uh hip-hop and, and you know this one specifically feels like a kind of a shift in direction for me but i really like it um and it's really cool sounds how uh, how track, old oh. how old do we think this versace dude is uh no idea it's hard, hard okay. to call, to be honest. Um, yeah. His the album title is "My Head Is a Mosh Pit," so he cannot be too old. Um, but uh, you know, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I would say he's got to be like around 18, 20, between yeah, like twenty between like twenty two and eighteen, looks, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, you know, around our age. Um, and the other track I've been bumping a lot this week is "Conversations" by uh, Aries, 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 kind of like the. Uh, mythological god of war so this dude's also signed i think he has the same management representation as healy um, coming of age or at least they're doing they're doing both of their music videos so a lot of that quality we saw in those healy music videos last month um also very prevalent here um aries has a super strong following i'd never heard of him um kind of before diving into the coming of age co is the name of the production team before diving into their work i never heard of this guy um but really cool song um like kind of a also more like pop i would say if anything like kind of alternative pop um but kind of like punk like it definitely has like a travis barker influence in there and a really strong yeah. baseline um so strongly there's a really cool music video for it out now strongly recommend checking that out um especially if you're a fan of either Healy and his music videos or you know any of that kind of like alternative hip-hop that's becoming more and more popular these days um anything else you can listen to this week Dakota? or is that a good summary dude i feel like yeah i feel like a lot of loose singles which i am gonna hit on some of uh in the in the next segment here so um so i mean yeah outside of those projects not a ton of other like full projects fine well uh yeah if you're interested in any of this music 
or any of the music we listen to in general. Uh, we, we now have three playlists under State Worldwide that I recommend checking out. Uh, first and foremost, Medium Rare uh, is a playlist that I update. Uh, we just moved it to a State Worldwide account on Spotify. So now if you're on Spotify, just type in State Worldwide. Um, if you're on Apple Music, you still have to search my name, Jake Stanley, um, or go through our Instagram or website to find the link to the playlist. Um, Dakota updates Dakwave Radio. Um, so that is currently on Apple Music. It'll be featured on our State Worldwide Spotify ASAP. And finally, very happy to finally, you know, have the launch of Deep Cuts, which is our new playlist uh, curated by our homie Bommel. So you might recognize the name from our Twitch DJ sets last summer. Um, but uh, he put together a really cool 25 track uh, playlist that we plan on updating, you know, every couple of weeks here with, I mean, as the name implies, some really deep cuts. I would, I would say probably like at least 50, I would be impressed if you had heard of more than 50% of the songs on the playlist. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely scrolled the, scrolled the list, like dove into it yesterday. I didn't work through the whole thing, but no, no shot. They're deep cuts and they're all bangers. You know, he is a, I mean, he's trying to prioritize getting kind of a global perspective on music, right? So each playlist is going to have, you know, try to have songs from as many different places in the world as possible as many different genres. So, you know, it has everything from disco to house, to hip hop, to R and B pop, um, you know, from eighties classics to songs that came out last week. Uh, he's got one of the songs from the Madlib album on there as well at the moment. So really strongly recommend checking this out. Um, like I said, search State Worldwide on Spotify or look out for a link on our website or Instagram coming on uh, this week as well. Um, and with that, do you want to take us into our entrees? Yeah, let's do it. So we'll start off with Michelin and McDonald's real quick. So obviously, Jake, just you and I today, but uh, we can go back and forth on these and uh, see what you thought. So uh, first up, Fix Yourself, the new JPEG Mafia single. Yeah, this one's interesting. I'm a big JPEG Mafia fan um, in general. This is not my favorite JPEG Mafia song or video. Um, you know, I think the the production's incredible. And as always, he crushed the production. The horns, the sample, uh, yeah. really cool vibe. You know, I personally, I don't know if I'm huge on his, on the on the singing, on the vocal performance on this one. Um, just isn't my, my favorite performance from him. So I think for that, I'm going to have to call McDonald's. And, and you know, the videos, I mean, a lot of his videos typically have really cool concepts. And I, I, I'm sure the pandemic and everything going on has made it incredibly difficult to put together a full production. Um, but, you know, I hold him to a high standard because that's the bar he set. So kind of excited to see. I think he announced the album release, right? Coming in March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm sure we have Definitely plenty of JPEG Mafia to look forward to. Yeah. I, 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 I would be remiss not to call out my favorite like bar off the song i love my girl like trump loves putin in the deepest way i was just like yo that's funny as fuck um <laughs> but uh Can't deny yeah that. okay overall we'll we'll, uh, we'll pass on that, that one for now but i mean i i fucked with it i really liked like you said the production was awesome like i, I really liked the build up with the horns at the beginning and yeah. then it kind of just like switches again and then it i mean the way that it kind of like switches one more time at the end and just kind of re- rolls out to those hand claps like yeah, I just thought it was it's I thought, yeah, for super sure. sick. Um, next up, and this is one of your favorite uh, guys, Jake. So hopefully, hoping for better results here. But uh, forever, Tom the Mailman. Yeah, this is the banger for sure. I think like just listening to this song, and he has a bar early on how it's like you know I'm independent, like don't expect any press and all this stuff. And it's fair. I mean, the, the song, the video only has forty nine thousand views at the moment. I think which is crazy for the production value he brings to this thing. I mean, it looks like a major label music video. It has the production there. The song's there, right? It's probably his the most pop song he's released, right? I For mean, sure. the last album was was very hip hop oriented, but the one before that was almost like alternative rock. 
So this kind of feels like a combination of those sounds into more of a pop thing. Um, but I'm really excited about this song. I mean, I think it's got a lot of, it's got some legs for sure. Um, and hopefully you see it, you know, expand his, uh, his horizon. So Michelin for me. Yeah, no, I totally agree on, on this one. This was, I've been, I've been bumping this one a lot over the last few days. Uh, yeah. next up the new Brent Fiaz entitled the creator song gravity. Yeah. It's actually crazy because I thought that Tom, the mailman song would be my favorite song of this week. And then I listened to this one. I was like, Oh my God, this song's crazy. This one's yeah. <laughs> super impressive. I'm stoked for, for Brent and for, for Tyler Crater on this one. It's, I mean, it's honestly a, a really smart collab, just knowing both of their sounds in general. Um, but I mean, yeah, this blows all expectations out of the water for sure. Um, it, it, it really, it does almost feel like a more polished version of the Tom Millian song. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like similar, kind of, like, which is weird, but yeah. Sonic concepts, right. Like sure. just know back to back. It's like, I mean, and I like, I kind of like that raw feeling in Tom the Mailman's music. Um, but this just feels like that polished version of it. Um, and definitely, I think it's going to obviously probably see more commercial success for that exact reason. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, and this is definitely a switch up off those last two songs, but yeah. um, CJ, who's been getting, I feel like a lot of, uh, he's really kind yes. of been getting a lot of uh, press. Like I see, I see him kind of everywhere um, over the last few weeks, but the new song, Bop. Yeah, this one's interesting. Um, I can't really tell how I feel about this one. I think it might be McDonald's because I can't he, tell either. Just keep yeah. talking about his bop, which just feels whack to me off top. Um, and it's also like, you know, Brooklyn drill is really interesting, you know, because it's like, obviously there's Chicago drill, right. Um, which spawns UK drill. And it's funny because Brooklyn drill just feels so like, uh, so similar to like, you have the Bobby Shmurda, which is clearly a direct, uh, child of the Chicago hip hop scene. Right. Southside Chicago hip hop scene. And then meanwhile, you have this side of New York, which feels so much more like a product of the UK scene. And I don't know, like it just, it just doesn't hit the same. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I went back after I listened to this song today and listened to back the whole back from the dead mixtape, cheap deep mixtape. And it's like, man, this stuff is crazy. Like, where's the energy? This song, like this, this CJ song just feels so devoid of like energy. You know what I mean? It's like so determined to have that like sliding bass, you know, and, and everything and drill, but it's just, has no has no energy um the video is cool you know it's like i wouldn't mind if this song got popular you know what i mean like it's it's nice to hear drill on the radio and stuff like that um mm. but i think it's mcdonald's as far as listening to it yeah seven I, million views on a week is crazy no for <clears> sure <throat> and i just I, i'm and it makes me kind of think like what's the i don't i don't understand where the hype is coming from almost around this guy like i said like i see him all over the place but like i haven't been blown away by anything that i've heard from him no not at all i yeah i don't know if it's just obviously a major maybe it may just pushing them in the wake of, of past, you know, pop smokes passing or something along those lines, but it does, it does feel very, I don't know. It's just weird. 7 million views on his video, 540,000 subscribers, which is a lot. Um, but I've never actually heard someone bring up CJ to me in person. So maybe it's a different, maybe he's blowing up on TikTok or something. I, I haven't seen it on TikTok, so probably not, but there must be some kind of community somewhere or demographic that I'm not overlapping with enough online that's pushing him really hard because I yeah, missed sure. the train on this entirely. Well, we just brought him up. So there you go. First time for everything. Uh, and then the last one for this week, and I actually did lie earlier. I have been bumming this a lot too. I just, I was, I was a week off on it. Um, really just kind of missed yeah. it, but the uh, new Eric, the architect project is, is also super cool. I'm trying to pull up um, what the actual name is the song of uh, that I have on here. So the, the EP is future proof, but uh, the song I can't yep. lose is probably my favorite. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I mean, this whole project's really tight. 
Um, not only like the only miss, and this isn't actually a miss, but I really like the skinny ramen freestyle he dropped on YouTube. And yeah, I and really it's not wish on there. Yeah, that's yeah, which what, is fine. Was, like I get it. Like when I freestyle when I, like, or whatever. Actually, yeah, because I I saw that video just like out of the blue, and then went and listened to the project. I'm like, this. Which one of these is the video that I just watched? I'm like, it's none of them. Yep. Um, none of. But them. yeah. Um, so that's yeah, definitely a bummer. But I mean, Eric the Architect's crushing it. I mean, it's funny too because I really feel like he was only on uh, was it which he was only on one song on the first uh, Flatbush Zombies tape. I can't remember if it was. Is the tape called Drugs? And then he was only on uh, the Waffle song. I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's not that important, but it's crazy how he's gone from being like, obviously the producer and, you know, an integral part of the group to being like almost the front man. Um, you know what I mean? Like between Nietzsche and Juice, I like, I could skip both their verses on both songs, just listen to the Eric verse. Um, and I so mean, yeah. And he's, is, he's, go ahead. No, I'll, I'll you. Oh, I was about to say when they dropped that Beast Coast album, like, I feel like he's on almost every track. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I was actually listening to that. Uh, was that the Skinny Ramen freestyle? Like, I do kind of hear the Joey Badass flow on there, which I mean, Joey Badass certainly didn't invent, but, you know, re repopularized. So that's definitely interesting. But I, yeah, I'm curious to hear what his relationship is with Flatbush Zombies these days, because they obviously they dropped a single late last year, or actually probably last summer now. It's been a while, um, probably like six or seven months ago. And it might have even been last spring. Cause I feel like yeah, I, was maybe it was last from the, I thought like I was still like driving, driving to work when that shit came out. You're probably right. So last spring, and then they've been kind of like radio silent since then. Um, so kind of curious. I mean, I've noticed that these songs, they're all, they all say released by uh, Eric, the architect, you know, as the label line, not um, glorious dead recordings. So I'm curious to hear if you split from them or if he's just testing out the, you know, this, I don't know. So the solo yeah. thing, or maybe, I mean, maybe Flapper Zombies as a group is locked into some situation. I can't remember. I think they're with Empire, so I can't imagine that's the case, but maybe they're locked into a deal or something where they can't um, drop anything. So who knows what's going on there, but curious to hear more. <clears throat> well, there you go. All solid tracks to uh, to check out for the most part. Um, we'll we'll roll it into the news here. So first news story, and I, I think I saw this like probably like last Thursday. Um, yeah. And kind of like shocking headline. And at first I had, it, it had said that like, you know, T so it's TI and his wife are being accused of like, I had a, initially off the jump saw like a sex trafficking ring it was like a bunch of like girls yeah, coming out. I saw that. Um, but now it, it seems like it's more so like sexual abuse and like basically like them drugging like girls, like them together. Um, yeah. And he's like, basically, you know, tip came out and basically said, all these accusations are completely false. And like, if, if they basically, if they don't stop, they're going to pursue defamation action against kind of the, the girls that are driving this, but just, I mean, super gnarly headline to see on Thursday. That's like TI and tiny Harris, like accused of sex trafficking ring. Like, you know, it's, it's funny Christ. because I, f I feel like a, like a, a radio show, you know, like a podcast 10 years ago, you know, they did, they did those daily, right? Like Breakfast Club was daily. What did they talk about? Because I feel like nowadays it's like every week there are some crazy headlines coming out. Like, like I, I mean, just, you know, really something. Um, I mean, I really hope this isn't true. You know Dude, what I mean? Right? I'm not going to speak out against the victims, I guess. I don't know what you do. Let the, uh, <laughs> let the court decide. Um, but uh, yeah, really gnarly all around. Um, 
I, you know, on one hand, I can't really imagine why TI or Tiny would do this at all. And weren't they kind of going through something earlier this year as well, or late last year now? I think um, it was, yeah, I think it was like late last year. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're always kind of, like, you know, at the same time, like, you know, people do weird things. So not, not everyone's a rational human being. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I also, I read something where he was like, well, I'm not going to open up the door to our bedroom, but you know, everything that's been done was like consensual. I'm like, mm, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear about this at all. <laughs> like you keep that door closed tip, but I mean, yeah, hopefully this yeah, shit isn't yeah. true. Right. I mean, at, you know, at the same time, right. There's plenty of people who have always, oh no, we're going to sue them for defamation. Right. And then the accusations ended up being true. So, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's hard to call without all the facts, but <clears throat> definitely gnarly situation all around. Uh, well, a little bit lighter, but definitely not good news. Uh, Coachella, April, 2021 dates officially canceled. I mean, I, I have to kind of think like, you know, because obviously it's well, in April every year. They pushed to November. They canceled that. I, I mean, I kind of feel like last November, December, people people kind of knew when the vaccine was coming, and it like it was not going to be here like in full force by April. Like I don't I don't know why they would even almost throw this date out there. You know, like you know, I, I feel like we had a news story about this a couple months ago, where where like they had already kind of confirmed that they weren't going to do it this year at all so definitely i mean this was news to me i saw i was like i thought we already knew that this was ha- that's in like 12 weeks like obviously we're not going to go chill in 12 weeks like no one's even bought a ticket yet um so no Could you buy tickets? A, were they available i don't think so i think if you already had a ticket they rolled over your ticket you know what i mean one of those situations like like ultra or anything so they don't have to give you your money back um but i don't think there was ever like a new ticket drop or anything so um not sure what was going on there, but no surprise. I mean, you know, you can obviously pray for an October, November date, uh, but not sure that's going to manifest. Um, might be a 2022 situation. Although, I, you know, I did see today that we've announced that there are more people who have been vaccinated in the United States. I saw States that too. Then there were right, cases. Then, right? you have, uh, then there were cases. So that's really not that many people um, in the grand scheme of, of, you know, 400 million people, but a good start for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I mean... Just all, all signs point, point towards uh, 2022 being absolutely wild. I mean, we're going oh, to Mardi Gras. Yeah, that's we're, going to, we're going to Coachella. <laughs> we're going to Mardi Gras. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be a yeah. Oh, definitely doing everything couple, that's available. A couple back-to-back that months that are going to be yeah. hectic. Um, so moving on here, Benny the Butcher uh, took to Twitter kind of uh, – and he, he had a, a poll that he posted that was basically um, – you know, seeing what fans thought, his response was to Six Nines manager asking him to collaborate on a song with him. And I believe the poll was nah or fuck no. Um, but yeah, needless to say, they we should not be expecting any music from them anytime soon. But it just kind of made me wonder, like, you know, if they're just like actively still hitting people up, like thinking that people are gonna fuck with them. Like, yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, I just don't. I mean, I guess why shoot the shot? Why not? Right. But like, it's been pretty quiet, awfully quiet on six nines front recently. Um, and that's kind of how I like it. So hopefully we're able to maintain some, some rel- relative radio silence over there. And, uh, yeah, it's nice not seeing him in the headlines. Right. So kind of like the little pump thing. Let's agree to not talk about him again. And so yeah. he actually released. Oh song. yeah, for sure. I'm Unless he does something bad. crazy. Well, I mean, I think I think it it probably I mean definitely stop hearing about him. He was doing all that crazy shit right before he dropped that project, and obviously just flopped. So, 
Um, yeah, that was embarrassing. Although, uh, he's, did Dirk still not sell 6 9 I think he did, right? Because they're, they're the ones who are beefing. I would have mentioned they did. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure he blasted him. So, shout out to Dirk once again. Uh, super interesting story here, I think, um, just for the sheer amount of money that's being spent. So, Lizzie Vert is putting a multi-million dollar natural pink diamond in his forehead. One, I don't really know how that would even work. Sounds like a surgical procedure. Um, and mean, it, it must be, right? I mean, yeah, I don't. I have no real clue how that works. He's going to be like, what's the uh, vision, right? Like with the, the infinity <laughs> yeah. stone in his forehead. Um, but apparently <laughs> this, this thing is like 11 carats and each carat is worth like give or take $2 million. I mean, Holy crap. that just also sounds like, man, if I was a public figure rolling around with $22 million in my forehead, <laughs> I feel like you're just asking for someone to like, Pull the fucking uh um, for it. Just what's what's why tweezers. just Thanos just snatching it out of Vision's <laughs> forehead, you know? Like, I mean, damn. But who knows? I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like he's been also doing some pretty outlandish things in the news recently. Um, you know, this the Amanda Bynes thing uh last week or two weeks ago, <laughs> whenever that was. I yeah, I don't know why you would do this. Um you know, I felt very similarly whenever Kanye got those diamond veneers on his teeth back in like 2008. Not sure why you necessarily do that. Um, but hey, I guess it's his money. I mean, yeah, $22 million is a lot of money. To just like be rolling around with in your forehead. And it's it's really interesting because if you crunch the numbers on his catalog, it doesn't necessarily seem like he's like, I mean, got, 22 got $22 million, million to drop. Around. Yeah. Right. Although Obviously, I, a lot I did of that see he's be been paying it off for years, which... Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So he's he's been planning on this. Yes. I did not realize that. Okay. Really interesting then. All around. I, who do you think who, who offered him a payment plan on that? <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, what's his name, Ben Baller. Oh, it's Ben Baller. Okay. I All right. Well, I could have read that wrong, but I'm curious to see how this goes. Super famous dudes. Yeah. Um, speaking of. Uh, people with money. Do you, well, real fast, do you think that's like a tax write-off? Like, do you think he can expense that every year? Like, do you think that's the long con here? You get $22 million of tax write-off over 10 years or whatever? I mean, I don't know what you <laughs> call it. Marketing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I don't know. If you're throwing, even if you're doing like a carrot a year, $2 million a year, that's a good That's a good amount of money. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's got a hell of an accountant. Walked up to his accountant and was like, yo, I want a $22 million pink diamond for my forehead. And the guy was like, whoa, we got to spread it over five years, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, who knows? Better than our account. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, moving on. So speaking of public figures uh, and people with money who are just looking to draw attention to themselves, um, influencers and public figures are now putting a like verified symbols on their houses, which I yeah, feel like, yeah, is ridiculous. Why would you ever want that? It's like also, I mean, different story, but same point. Like Blueface just wrapped his whole house in like blue camouflage and then's like posting <laughs> everywhere. Like, I feel like if you're famous, do you, you definitely don't need a ton of people knowing where you want to, no. like where you live, like you don't want, like, why would you want that? 
No, like, in San Francisco, it's going to be a bunch of like small VC dudes and like journalists, right? Like, I mean, if you if you have like anything in the house of value, I mean, and you saw there's that viral tweet that's like, now I know which house is a robber or whatever. It's like, yeah, you don't want a beacon to tell everybody, you know, yeah, and about even your like wealth, especially in a yeah, even like best case scenario, you know, say you're not getting yeah. robbed, you're just gonna have a bunch of people coming up and bugging you all the time, like, yo, go away. Yes. <laughs> like right and like you know a, a blue check is, who a, are you a blue check on social media is like uh it lets you communicate with other people who have blue checks right so i don't know if anyone if everyone listening knows that but if you are verified and someone else is verified like you have a separate notifications tab on twitter and instagram where it's like just verified notifications so that you know it's easy to interact with other famous people that way there is no utility to having it on your house because like i mean <clears throat> like it's not like people are only going to chop it up with you if you have a blue check in your house i mean i hope not Sounds very dystopian if that is the case. Um, yeah, <laughs> everyone with a blue check on their house gets a just a little video monitor where they can Skype in, zoom in to other people with blue checks on their houses. I mean, not to mention, it wouldn't be that hard to just, but you know, go to Home Depot and just make your own blue check, right? Not like plywood. It's probably true. Like, that's what they look like. If you look them up on, on Twitter or wherever they announce it, like, they're like, they look like uh, frat letters. Like a, yeah, a, they, like they like look exactly like crest. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 100%. So stupid. It's a silly investment. Um, and then last piece of news here, and this I thought was super wild. Spotify acquires some new technology patent that basically allows them to uh, now have the ability to curate songs uh, to listeners based on their emotions, which I can't even comprehend, um, begin to comprehend how, how that might work, but it sounds no. crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the base question that we all have is how would it know what my emotion was? Dude, I mean, my one thought is like maybe if there was something where it, like it could, if your phone's like in your pocket, you know, like maybe it can like mm-hmm. feel your heart rate Hear and you. that narrows it down a certain amount. And then based on what you're saying, like the tone of your voice, that helps it cut another yeah. way. I don't know. It's It's got to be some absolutely crazy stuff though. I mean, because like, because I feel like the model would already do something along these lines, right? Because, you know, you're picking songs as you go, right? And then it's recommending similar songs to you. So, you know, if you're bummed out, you're probably not bumping like, you know, Steve Aoki. Um, you, you know, you listen to something sad. You listen to um, <clears throat> Bad Day by Daniel Powder. You know, it's not going to start recommending you Steve Aoki songs. It's going to keep recommending you songs with a similar, I don't know, I, songs that people who were also listen to that song then listen to right which are likely all people who were having bad days right. um, so i'm curious to see how that differentiates but at the same time i mean i really don't need big tech companies recommending me to songs tell me what i want to listen to yeah. right then they already do like it's it was good like two years ago it's getting to the point where it's like a lot of red flags um so you know we'll see how it works out i think there was the ancestry.com controversy right where you could link your I can't remember it was 20, 23 and me or Like after you get your DNA results, you can like link your account with Spotify and then it would like spin up a little playlist. It's like, Oh, you're of like European descent. Like here's some European music um, or whatever it is. So um, they did that. Yeah. I, I miss that. Yeah. This was like, can't really do that three or four years ago. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's not malicious intent, but it's just like not necessary. <laughs> like yeah. I just don't need that. Um, so Hopefully it doesn't go much further. <clears throat> well, we'll see. It is 
kind of terrifying though if you think about it it's like i mean well spotify knows (laughs) yeah but yeah taking us into dessert and speaking of potentially enriching major corporations right i think the biggest news story of the week really is is the sony music entertainment acquisition of the cobalt subsidiaries awol and cobalt neighborhood rights or neighboring rights um so some quick background everyone knows sony music entertainment obviously um, they own a number of labels. They own uh, Columbia, they own RCA, um, but they also own something called The Orchard, which is who we work with at Sony. Um, and so The Orchard is basically absorbing AWOL. AWOL is Cobalt's uh, independent distribution arm. So AWOL would work with artists like Lauv. Um, you know, they had worked with artists like Lil Peep um, to help them like distribute their music independently, aka not through major label. Um, and so this was a like a $400 million acquisition. So a decent sized number. And definitely set off a lot of alarms around the industry, I feel like, because there's a number of people who are very concerned about, uh, you know, one of the major labels acquiring, you know, this one of the major beacons of independence in the industry as far as distribution goes. Um, And I think there's been a lot of interesting discourse around it. Um, And, you know, I wrote a blog post that's going to go live tomorrow that really dives into this a lot more. But I I just want to tell people that I personally do not believe that this is the end of the world. you know, in our experience and a lot of people's experience, right? Sony's The Orchard is an entirely hands-off organization, right? They don't control artistic freedom in any sense, like literally 0%. Like they don't even, they don't listen to your music until you send it to them, right? They don't, they don't have any deadlines unless you set them yourself. Um, what it really is, is just, um, you know, just like really like a footprint that you're able to, or a pipeline really, that you're able to distribute your music through. Um, so very similar to what AWOL was, right? But now they're going to have way more capital, um, a way larger footprint. Um, you know, in general, I think the bigger problem here, right, is all the artists who signed to AWOL, who, who just, you know, are now under Sony without having any control over or any say in that situation, which is frustrating. Um, and I definitely understand that. Um, but I also think, you know, as long as you ultimately own your masters, right. And you don't sign a deal, that's a perpetuity deal, right. As long as you didn't sign your masters or even your publishing rights for life to AWOL, then in two years or whatever, whenever your term ends, you have the ability to, you know, to get up and leave. Um, but yeah, it certainly is a reality of the industry. Even when you're distributing independently, there's always the inevitable piece where someday your distributor is going to be picked up by a larger fish in the ponds, right? Or a more active fish in the ponds. Um, you know, you see it time and time again, right? Islands you know, being acquired by Def Jam, you know, this acquisition. So a lot more there to come. But, I, you know, personally, I think, True independence is really just owning your masters, right? And, and being the final decision maker, right? Um, and yeah, if you want to read more about this, I wrote a really long blog post about it. Um, it's really interesting, but I kind of break down how we define or whether or not we're properly defining independent artists right now, right? Because I think a lot of people, you know, everyone says so-and-so is independent, right? But we're just using a blanket term for a bunch of different situations, right? You know, is, is Chance Mapper really independent, right? Because he, he did that Apple deal, right? Is Mumford & Sons independent because they distribute through their own sub-label and then they license the distribution rights by country to different labels, right? Um, you know, is Russ independent because he released 10 years of music independently and then he signed a joint venture deal with Columbia, right? And I think the, the baseline that we should evaluate all those on is whether or not they just own their masters, right? I think Chance Rapper is independent. Do I think there's obviously ethical implications for working with major corporations? Yes, but it does not reduce his independence. He independently chose to make that decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, he's in the driver's seat. He's in the driver's seat. Right, exactly. Or he at least was um, at the time. So definitely a lot to think about there. But, um, you know, I wish the best of luck to everyone. 
at AWOL and, and hopefully everything works out for everybody. For sure. Well, yeah, be sure to check out that blog post tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll bring it into the nightcap here. Uh, so we got two, two things, just both, you know, one a little silly, one kind of big, big time news uh, in the business world. But uh, UFO spotted in Los Angeles last yeah. week. I mean, this picture is either like the absolute proof uh, that aliens exist or it's just fake. And people are like, <laughs> I, like I, I could make a quick bag just photoshopping a, a, the Millennium Falcon into um, something and sending it to TMZ. Like, I, yeah. I feel like, yeah, people freaking out. They're like, oh, the clearest photo we've ever seen of a UFO. It's like, well, it's pretty clear that it could be fake. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just one of those, you know, and I don't know when aliens got so back into style you know was it the area 51 thing maybe that's what started this whole like resurgence of like space stuff and obviously i guess spacex and everything but yeah this photo looks super photoshopped to me it looks like they took the last fake spacex launch and then just photoshopped it into the sky above like the 405 or something um you know what i mean like i i we're stuck on this narrative that aliens like have to fly like spaceships which like i don't even know is like necessary what if they just drive cars man yeah, right. Exactly. What if they just, just riding, fly? Dude. Riding bikes. Um, yeah, <laughs> just they just fly. I saw this made like this kind of like made the rounds on like news, even or maybe like pseudo news, light news, light or whatever you call the news sites on Instagram these days. And it's just crazy that this got in the press. I mean, I blame obviously it's TMZ promoting this, but just a hilarious little Photoshop job. Yeah, or maybe so, we're all gonna die. I don't know. Either way. Either way, guess it doesn't really matter either way. Because if they're going to just no. come and blast us, I hope it. I hope it's short and sweet. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> kind of a death, just a Death Star move. Um, yeah, yeah Death Star that, move would be ideal for sure. Then we talk about just, that. Merciful just, versus War of the Worlds or something. I would take yeah. Death Star any day. Oh, 100 percent. Like not even, not even close to a debate. Um, no. So last piece uh, for the evening here. Jeff Bezos uh, today stepping down uh, as as Amazon Q3. CEO and yeah Q three it's uh, what's his name A- Andrew something who's gonna replace him Andy it's Andy um, and, yeah the name full name is Casey but the uh, Andy Jassy yeah the current CEO of AWS at Amazon right oh yeah 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 for sure um, so yeah I think you you pose the question if if you were Jeff Bezos and you were and you were retiring what would you do the rest of your life with all your time and money i mean right. you posed it what do you think so you you have to answer first man you want I'm me posting. to go first i mean for sure like i guess uh, i'd probably like go to some island country in the winter or well no i don't know i feel like i just have houses all around the world that travel around like definitely like snowboard and surf a bunch, um, hang out. I mean, I feel like this sounds terrible, but I think like majority of my week, I would just be chilling. Um, definitely be <laughs> like involved, like probably, you know, hundred billion dollars, just kicking it three. I mean, dude, I don't know. Like, I guess you can do whatever you want, uh, at that point, but man, I would be 
I would just not much you want to do wing myself. I mean, the dude worked his ass off for a long time. I mean, I feel like I would be, I would have probably two to two to three hours on, you know, I would definitely put a bunch of money towards charity and be involved and be quasi, you know, hands-on of like, you know, all the different efforts that you'd be looking to run and like have sure. a couple calls a day to make sure the people that I've put into place are doing what I think is best. But like outside of that, dude, I'm kicking it. Like, yeah, we worked my ass off to make billions of dollars. Like I'm going to actually, you'd have to pick up some other hobby, you know? That's what I just said. That's snowboard and surf like every day. Well, yeah, it's fair. (laughs) I feel like I need like a less, like, like something that's not quite as likely to like ruin my knees at like 55, you know, like something a little softer as well. Maybe just get really into Twitch streaming. I don't know. I mean, Bezos just goes full time. He pulls a logic. That'd be sick. Retires, cries on Twitch, <clears throat> just does it full time then. Could be tight. I, dude, I read an article last week that referred to Logic, popular Twitch streamer. I'm like, what? He, has he already really rebranded that fast? Are we sure we're, we're just riding off Logic as a rapper? It's over. <laughs> this is a full time gamer, Twitch streamer. Um, yeah. Unreal. I mean, there's no you, way you don't get rid of a photography album, but... Well, I mean, yeah. What, what would you do? I don't know. I mean, probably travel. I mean, obviously in a non- Definitely travel. World, travel a much. Yeah. 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 Probably travel a bunch. Uh, you know, I, I got to think of like a good hobby, maybe fishing or something. I don't know. Or like a relaxing hobby. <laughs> Soul you- Sam would like to pop in and, and say drugs is what he would do. Um, Man, I don't know about that. How old is Jeff Bezos? He gets really <laughs> deep into drugs. He's not that old, is he? I don't know, but uh, still, I mean, he's just like really burning out over the next four or five years. You're not going to make it too much longer. He's 57. Yeah. yeah. He's got time. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I, I like travel. Travel would be the priority. Oh, I do. Yeah, I get really good at cooking. I would like, I would like, I would like buy time with like famous chefs and be like, teach me how to cook stuff. That'd be sick. Also, I'd like go to restaurants that I can't currently afford. I- I was going to say, I feel like what, I mean, I'd rather just like enjoy my day and then pull up and have the meal prepared for me personally. Yeah, but the reality but, is, I mean, you have nothing to do to burn your time all day. So you might as well get good at making food for the hell of it. Plus like the reality is if you had a hundred billion dollars, your kitchen would be way cooler than any restaurant. You know, you could have like a kitchen on the top of a mountain in Switzerland. Like you're gonna have to bring a chef up there if you want. You might as well just learn how to cook yourself. You know, that's fair, but Plus, I mean, also you know, whenever, they come to, whenever the class war starts, you don't want to be able to parachuting. You could be parachuting famous chefs in there <laughs> off private jets if you wanted. Yeah, the prime parachute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, um, I think that's everything from the uh, <laughs> the main course podcast this week. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, we do these every Tuesday on Twitch. We're dropping these on Thursdays at the moment. Um, you know, make sure you check us, check us out, follow us on Twitch at stick worldwide, stick worldwide on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, like I said, on Spotify now, our playlists are always under stick worldwide, which I'm very excited about. Uh, tune in, drop blog posts on Wednesday and, uh, yeah, a lot more, more, a lot more to come in 2021. So stay tuned. Peace out everyone. Peace.